Hello! I'm Kit. I'm Lucy. And welcome to our podcast, Probably Gossip. I'm proud because last time we recorded, we didn't have a name. So yeah, we, we, we reversely came up with the name afterwards, didn't we? And I put I put show and tell as a little subtitle because I thought maybe down the line we'll <laughs> want to introduce some branches of our brand. Ooh, I like, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like it. Probably gossip ghost tours. Probably. Mystery. There's definitely got to be a mysteries episode at some point. Oh, there you go then. This is the problem with the mysteries thing is that I, I know all the mysteries. Yeah, I was going to call you out on having too much bravado then, but I've never come across <laughs> a mystery that you didn't already know about. So I just love mysteries so much. I know you do. I've got, it's got to the point now where I've had to go on like missing persons websites <laughs> and hand search for the best mysteries. Well, like that one about the guy that was a dead body had been found in New Mexico and they didn't know how he died and unrelated to how he died, they know how he didn't die and he didn't die by having his penis removed, but his penis was removed. Oh, ew. <laughs> They had a drawing of him, and he had like a very well-groomed moustache. Someone was like, oh, maybe the penis thing was part of it, and he was like being held hostage, and it was a torture thing. Yeah. But like, if he was being held hostage, they would have had to be grooming his handlebar moustache. Maybe they did. Maybe the hostage was a hairdresser, and they just found, if they didn't groom his moustache for him, they would have found that visually displeasing. Maybe I should send this to top fives. Top five dead bodies found. <laughs> top dead body ever. No penis guy. I think he'd have a good take. I think he'd have a hot take on this. <laughs> I'm sure he's already got like a pile of, not an actual pile of dead bodies. I mean, a pile of papers about dead bodies that he could extract for from. <laughs> No, I was thinking I could be like his research assistant and maybe he'd give me a free hoodie with yes. the word top five on it. Yes. I've actually got a big reveal. I found out what the pods are. Oh. Would you like to know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so the good news is we found out what the pods are. The bad news uh-huh. is that you could loosely apply the word purgative to- <laughs> To the, to the medicinal properties of what we ate. I'm glad I didn't eat more than one yeah, tiny I mean, disc then. It's really, it's not like a strong laxative, but it is used <laughs> as a laxative in medicine. Oh. And it probably wasn't, because ours was 10 years old, uh, it probably wasn't that strong. We're fine. We're fine. Good. And it doesn't have any toxins or anything that could have done damage to us or... I think... It's... But the name of it is, it's a cassia pod. Oh, I'm really glad it wasn't that delicious that I yammed a whole load down though. And then I think we're both sensible enough that that wouldn't have happened, I hope. (laughs) uh, I told the story that it was a woman. I asked if it was vanilla. She said no. Uh, She told me what it was and I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And he said... 
did the woman look really worried when you asked if it was vanilla? Did she go, no, no, no? <laughs> like, visualising that you were going to be like, oh, it's va- oh, you're city. saying it is vanilla. <laughs> and you were just going to scream. This ice cream surely is delicious. <laughs> so this week I uh, tried to do a show again. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't actually find it. I So I've got a tell. It's Clamato juice. That rings a bell, but I, yeah. I don't know what it is. Perfect. Uh, Clamato juice is a drink made of reconstituted tomato juice concentrate flavoured with spices and clam nectar. What? It's like a broth made from the juice of the clam. Clam nectar? Yeah. Clamato juice. Clam Arto. It is very, very popular in Canada and Mexico. So, fact number one, it was made popular by a Mr. Shell. <laughs> what, his actual name was Mr. Shell? Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Shell's Clamato Cocktail. Oh, Mr. Shell. Uh, he sounds great. He was. And he said he took inspiration from Spaghetti Von Goli, which is spaghetti with clams. I really like the fact that it's called Clam Nectar. Like, maybe that's designed to make it seem less gross by putting the word nectar in there instead of just juice. I agree with you that I think they tried to make it sound less gross, but I think it makes it sound more gross. Because <laughs> when I looked up what Clam Nectar was... They were like, it's basically just broth. Broth sounds nicer, say clam broth. The key producer of Clamato juice is just Schweppes. Oh. Schweppes does their own brand of Clamato juice. So it is a completely normal thing. And People it's... don't think it's weird. Yeah, well, it's one of the it's one of the top selling like mixes in Canada, Canada and Mexico, oh. is Clamato juice. I guess more popular than actual tomatoes did you bring some to try no well that's why i said that it's yeah it's a tell and not a show because uh i couldn't find it sainsbury's apparently technically does stock it but i could not find a single sainsbury's big or small that actually had it in stock i think you should have tried harder and just made some i thought maybe i could uh find some like clams or whatever like, you know, you can get, like, packets of mussels that have been, like, freeze-packed. Yeah. Maybe like that. But the only ones I could find of clams were in jars. And I, I think they're the juice they're in isn't, like, clam juice, is it? So you didn't want to make, like, a bastardised version of clam <laughs> To be honest, actually, if you had of concocted your own version of clamato juice and presented it to me, I think I might have refused it <laughs> i don't know if you would because you see you you started to say that you weren't gonna eat the pod but then i ate it and after you confirmed i hadn't died <laughs> you also nibbled on it and you uh, we learned later you nibbled way more than i did yeah you i didn't know you you <laughs> spat it out i ate it <laughs> traitor <laughs> uh the popularity of clamato juice meant that somebody came up with beef amato juice oh, which what? is exactly the same but with beef stock 
that's, instead of see that doesn't seem like soup um juice that seems like soup at that point it's soup isn't it yeah but then that's, is bovril soup i was just is... about to say that isn't but like that's just like bovril but then i think that's one of those debatable things where it is a drink because people drink it but do you drink it, it? no but the like it's just like drinking gravy and i don't i don't know i think i'm quite open-minded but (laughs) but no i'm not drinking gravy wrong (laughs) i i like i've tried it and i quite like i quite like it i like the opulence of drinking gravy in the (laughs) when i'm sat at my desk but it's a bit too actual bovril is a bit too salty for me Mm. it's it gets too much. It gets too much. You know, have you ever heard that if it's like flavour flagging or something, the reason why Coke is so popular is because it doesn't have any particular strong flavour, so your mouth doesn't get bored of it so much. Oh. So I think maybe I'm getting that. I just get sort of fatigue. That's it, flavour yeah. fatigue. I get that with porridge. Like, I like porridge, but every time I've eaten a bowl of porridge without fail, I get probably like four spoons in and I'm like, oh God, there's so much left and I'm already bored. That I don't sounds know like how. the opposite of it, a strong flavour. Yeah, I guess porridge. it's kind of, it's too bland. Yeah. That's... I was just thinking maybe... You tried to empathise with me, <laughs> but it was something completely different. But our, our mouths were both getting bored two radically different reasons well what more could we say about clamato juice well exactly other than the fact do you like do you like regular tomato juice not really i don't think i mean i I like a bloody mary but it's one of those things where i have a bit and i'm enjoying it and i get this also with crab sticks where i'll eat some and, and enjoy the flavor and then after a little bit i'm like this is actually a bit disgusting but i'm still I'm still enjoying it but it's grossing me out at the same time disgusting like you... and i get that with bloody marys i think but what no i'm not questioning the suddenly weird thing it's more the fact that there are other foods that you will be eating and you'll suddenly <laughs> just be like Wait, <laughs> this is gross. <laughs> crab, I think crab sticks is the only one, okay. and they they are gross, aren't they? Yeah, oh, I told you. I think I think I personally think that crab smells like wee. Even like fake crab sticks, I feel like. I was just gonna say I don't think there are any bits of a crab in a crab stick. I feel... to, to the point where they're not allowed to oh, call them crab. crab sticks anymore. They're like crab flavored sticks not even that no i don't know what they're called but there's no crab involved sea sticks yeah six <laughs> sticks of the sea uh i yeah no i actually hate bloody mary's i love the idea of drinking them because they're you know like a in my head bloody mary's are like an opulent morning treat yeah are you thinking about how much we have to cut down you have no, to cut I was down just, i was checking that it was recording still uh, they, they <coughs> s- Bloody Marys seem like a really opulent morning thing, and they seem so, 
They seem like I could be a fancy lad with them. Yeah, I could like come it. down in the morning. I could have a mimosa. I could have a, a bloody Mary. Wearing your smoking jacket. Yeah, they they seem a bit like Great Gatsby-ish to me. Exactly. Bloody Marys. So I think I like the idea of them more than I actually enjoy drinking them. I find them repulsive. I find cold tomato juice repulsive, sickening. It seems like a bad a bad trait for human beings that we can be that fussy about food that it's the same food like a tomato you'd eat a so you would eat a raw tomato but if somebody if it's pulped up and then you have to drink it at the wrong temperature you like no i'm not no that's horrible i'm not having that and that's the weird part is i could eat Tomatoes like apples all day. That that's one of my favorite things. Is just eating a raw tomato. And see, I find that weird. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I'd turn that down. I, I think even if I was really hungry, I still wouldn't. I'd be like, oh no, is there nothing else? <laughs> I don't want to eat that big tomato like an apple. I love that, especially the the beefy tomatoes, beef tomatoes. Just get just get a beef tomato, eat it like an apple. <laughs> Jobs are good in. See that? No, that just weirds me out a little bit. I would. Uh, I used to. It's like a good cheap lunch, uh, having a tomato on the side, and you feel like you you can eat a very bad mayonnaise sandwich as long <laughs> just, as you've got a big tomato to just even mayonnaise it out. on bread. No, like a you know like a sandwich that's like essentially just chicken. And mayonnaise okay. it's not like healthy that's not weird just mayonnaise no. on the sandwich is weird to did let you, you know <laughs> did you ever try that was around when i was in first year uh did you ever try the tesco lasagna sandwich that was kicking around oh that had mayonnaise on it no what yeah they Ooh. they made a sandwich that was that was just white bread and then uh, lasagna and then mayonnaise but the worst part was was that so I don't have you ever had have you ever done like that have you ever had a sandwich that's got like leftovers in it so like lasagna. not leftover pasta <laughs> okay so it's good it is good it's not like good for you but it tastes good <laughs> but the reason why it's like a like a American sloppy joe yeah so it's but like this, this was like a very thin layer of lasagna. This was like a two or three sheeter with very like limited sauce. <coughs> right, I've just had a business idea. Mm-hmm. We need to go get, you know, those like old timey like carts. Yeah, like uh, a wheelbarrow kind of, but mm-hmm. bigger. Mm-hmm. And then we get like. Barber, old barber styles like stripy red and white like roll up roll up yeah. uniforms and then we sell two bottles one is a bottle of beef amato juice and the other one is clamato juice and we let we sell just cups of it at borough market i'm not i mean it's a good idea but having not even tasted clamato juice and it might be gross i'm not willing to I, I don't want to align myself with it. I feel like that's the perfect hipster venue. I've never seen 
I've never seen anyone try and sell me either of those products. Yeah, but I, if if I'm trying to sell something, I want to be able to really get behind it and be proud to tell people, like, when when you meet people and they're like, what do you do? I don't want to be like, oh... I sell clam I sell, juice. I sell clam juice and I know it's disgusting, but people buy it, so leave me alone. I'd rather work on the raclette stall and get less money because I don't own it. I love the raclette stall. Yeah, it's my fave. And the the worst part about that raclette that we had uh, last time was I'd eaten. (laughs) So I had like brie that was like, I know that cheese takes a while to go off, but this was like close to brie (laughs) comes to going off. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to have to eat like as much of this as possible for breakfast. <laughs> oh, God. I must like... eat this brie before it all goes mouldy. So on the trip, because it was such a hot day, wasn't it? Yeah. I was like, I can't, it's breakfast, it's breakfast, it's like eight in the morning. I can't not eat this and then eat it at the end of the day because that will 100% <laughs> kill me. Can't carry this brie round up. All day on the train. So I just like, I forced it down, just like, oh, uh, uh, I gotta <laughs> eat this brie. And then, <laughs> First world problems. And I ate all this brie, and then we ran around the crystal maze. <laughs> but in a really like hot space for like two or three hours, the only comfort. In that entire building, being when they, we got to go in the crystal ball in front of the fans, <laughs> and then is that why you weren't catching any <laughs> any gold bits? Because you were just too busy cooling off in front of the fans, just cooling down from the breeze sweats. <laughs> and, then, and then we walked in like a million degree heat to Borough Market, and it was looking at that reclaimed stand, <laughs> just thinking. If not now, <laughs> when? If, if that is how much you love a raclette, that even in those circumstances you were, you couldn't bring yourself to say, do you know what, just now is not the right time for me to eat a raclette. I'm, I'm impressed by your uh, how committed you are to a good raclette that you just couldn't bring yourself to turn one down. I just couldn't. And the worst, the worst part is that I wasn't like I was going... I was in Horsham, so I was like, I'm like, I, I could have come back <laughs> literally <laughs> any point. It takes like 45 minutes on the train. Oh God. Do we need to do a cheese intervention? <laughs> Maybe. Just stop it. Stop eating all the cheese. You you know you're allowed to see your cheese and not eat it, don't you? I don't know if that's true. I th- I blame where I grew up. <laughs> I grew up next to a cheese village (laughs) we had a competition i remember in like year six we had a cooking competition (laughs) where you got your cheese supplied for free it was sponsored by the cheese factory and you got your cheese supplied for free but only as according to what was in the recipe that's awesome so obviously everyone was like oh so i need like (laughs) i need like two pounds of this <laughs> and like eight pounds of that I need half a wheel of silicon like how many how many people does this recipe feed just a family of four 
it was such a good day but I remember that being I guess that's my first memory of frantically <laughs> justifying an overconsumption <laughs> of cheese it's free I've got to get I've got to get the most out of this what did you make then I actually can't even remember was it just a fondue <laughs> <laughs> But the spaghetti wasn't spaghetti, it was just, it was spiralised cheese. (laughs) My first memory of like cooking in, in that kind of environment where you got like sort of made to cook something and then show it to people was uh, in my school in food technology lesson. Uh, I think in the first year of high school we just made fairy cakes which is standard, that's boring. And then the next year, we were like, surely it's got to be something a bit more exciting now that we get a project. And uh, the project was make a sandwich. And we had some, we had, they made us do research, go out and do market research about what kind of, like, every element of the sandwich should be. So we had to, like, poll people on what their favourite kind of bread was. Um and fillings etc and I'm going to admit now that I fudged those numbers (laughs) I knew exactly what sandwich I was going to make before I ever did that survey um but yeah and clearly even you know when they told us you're making a sandwich we were all like this is ridiculous how can you this isn't cooking but seeing the sandwiches that people came up with like that was a responsible decision that we weren't capable of making anything more <laughs> more complicated because the sandwiches were all terrible. So my thing that I was going to talk about is sort of like comedy injuries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of stuff to tell because I couldn't, couldn't, I didn't have much chance to go out into the world and find anything to show and I, like I looked around my flat and didn't find anything either so I was thinking about things to tell about <laughs> and I remembered that I've got three separate comedy injuries that I've sustained in my life that all um happened in garden centres <laughs> <laughs> I kept expecting that sentence to end, but it just got better. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what it is about garden centres that, that throws up elements of danger to me, or I just can't be... And basically, no, I should take more responsibility. I cannot be trusted in garden centres, because really all of these injuries are my own fault. So the first one... Oh, before we go into your first one, okay. is this... Do you think this curse, because you've got a plant curse where everything <laughs> you and Tim try and care for withers and dies? That's why we didn't buy a dog yet. <laughs> or or, or a, apart from the cactus that got maliciously trodden on. <laughs> so is this relating, do you think, this curse? Maybe. Maybe. Really like, it could, it could be related there's just something about that general area, plants, garden centres, that I don't mix well into. Okay, so the first uh, 
the first garden center sustained injury was i'm not i don't have a great memory for like time periods so i'm just going to guesstimate that i was around 7 when this happened they were selling like yieldy style mouse traps at the garden <laughs> center so the classic one where it's just like a rectangle of wood oh, no. with the thing the metal thing that yeah, you pull Yeah, no, back. I know what you mean. Like and a comedy, like yeah, comedy like mousetrap. Like in Tom and Jerry, they had those. Having seen them in Tom and Jerry, I'm pro- I mean, I'm not trying to blame Tom and Jerry for my idiocy, but come on, like, Jerry messes around in those and nothing bad ever happened. Like, his brain didn't get splied against the wall or and anything. Like, and, like, they always present it as a mild, like, oh, that yeah. kind of hurt, like, shake it off kind of pain. Well, I can confirm <laughs> that it hurts more than that. And they're, they're quite difficult to get off as well. Because <laughs> I basically was, I picked one up and I was, like, messing with it. And I think some... Because I didn't know how they worked. I think somebody had already set it like I think probably a slightly older child had been messing with them previously and set it ready to go off so then I picked it up pressed the bit that you shouldn't press and it went off and like trapped my fingernail in there so then I was like shouting my dad to get it off um which took like longer than I was hoping and I ended up with a massive blood blister under my nail for ages. That's a comedy injury. It is a comedy injury, but like honestly, I'm maybe maybe I'm too afraid of mouse traps. <laughs> but like I, to me, I'm surprised that you didn't like fracture your, especially being seven. I mean, it was it was quite a cheaply made thing. I don't think like they probably it wouldn't, wouldn't have killed a rat or anything. Oh, right, it was okay. real like small maybe even for baby mice I don't know it Is hurt though thing? it really oh. hurt <laughs> I can imagine yeah and if you think about like how delicate a little mouse is it's not going to oh. take that much force is it to, to squash them in. that's my nightmare is having to <laughs> clean up I thought you were going to say getting trapped in like a human sized <laughs> mouse trap <laughs> Too, no, that guess. is nightmare. <laughs> but that's probably more likely to oh. find a mouse in a mouse trap than I am to find myself in a human trap. I don't know. I mean, I've, I don't remember ever seeing any mouse traps for sale like recently. I think I think people humane re- ones are more common now. And also, people, even the non-humane ones, I think people recognise that if you want if you're gonna trap and kill a mouse don't pulp it because <laughs> you're gonna have to clean it you're gonna have to clean that up we're more squeamish these days we don't want to we don't want to be touching the dead mouse brains it gets their spine mm. doesn't it the yeah. cheese is there and then it comes down <laughs> cheese <laughs> This is Tom and Jerry's fault, definitely. Yeah, oh, like, I where can, did that come from? It was just a big wedge of cheese in I there. I can definitely see why you got trapped <laughs> in this mouse trap. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're not just calling me stupid. <laughs> like, well, that was a dumb thing to do. 
I feel that like... don't worry, there's still time. There are two more injuries to go. <laughs> you might get, get the chance to call me an idiot. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> injury, comedy injury number two. I don't think that much time had passed from injury number one. Maybe at this point, maybe I was nine or ten. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like it was in the next week, or it could, you know, it could have been. So the injury was that I fell onto a table of cactuses, <laughs> <laughs> and they're pointy, so that hurt. Like big ones, or um, mainly like the little ones. So yeah. the the spikes weren't that robust. It could have been a lot worse. Um. But it, but the only the main reason why I can remember what I was wearing was because perfect perfect thing to wear when you fall onto cactuses is a massive nineties puffer jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this big orange puffer jacket that I was really proud of, and it was like my favorite thing ever. But then it was pierced by a million tiny <laughs> cactus spines. Were so, they were they still attached when you like got off the not table? The cat. I don't think the cactuses were, but like a lot of the spines, oh. I think I feel like they yeah, got they pulled can... out and they, so they were like left in my coat because I remember having to like pull pull them out. That's another like cartoon thing, isn't it? Yeah, it happens in real life. So I didn't think it did. Was it not for that hideous orange puffer jacket? I could have been covered right at this moment all over my arms and back in, in little scars were you cactuses. Doing, before I call you an idiot, were you doing something dumb before you fell over or did you just lose your balance? I think I, I don't think I was joking around. I think I just wasn't being careful enough to not fall on them. People could... People can't be expected to be aware of tables full of cactuses and not fall on them all the time. I think you may be being too kind, but thank you anyway. Did the cactus? Did it hurt? Did they? I don't you? remember hurting. Like you just felt and like I think an idiot. Mainly because of my the the main thing that was that was hurt was my little ten year old ego. Like, oh, I look so cool in my puffer coat, strutting around in the garden centre. <laughs> was it the same garden centre? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I wouldn't like I to guess. I hope that that <laughs> garden centre was now just used. <laughs> She's here again. What mishap's she going to have this time? She's going to fall in, into the into the big fish tank with all the kois do and they, get nibbled. Do they have those, like, desert... Not desert. Do they have those, like, jungle flowers that you uh, fall headfirst into? Get my arm dissolved by a flower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and was it your... Every time, was it you like, Dad! Dad! <laughs> Dad, rescue me! I don't know why my mum and dad kept taking me to that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so the third injury, uh, I think maybe this is the the most likely one where you're going to call me an idiot. Um, because one, I was way old enough to know better. I was 15, I think, possibly 16. Were you 15 with an attitude? I think I was 15. Well, I did have an attitude, but it didn't really come into this situation. It was more just me being really really dumb <laughs> okay so it was christmas time i went to the garden center with my mum which is still like one of my favorite things at christmas because 
you walk in and there's just like a whole wall full of um like tree decorations and it feels really Christmassy. Um but since this happened I've learned to keep my hands off the Christmas decorations <laughs> and just look at them because the injury number three was that I managed to smash a bauble in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there isn't even like a, a big long tale about leading up to how it happened because basically I picked up a really big bauble that like it was it so it was kind of like big enough that it sat in the like stretched out my stretched out my fingers and it sat in the palm of my hand and like filled my hand up. Yeah. Um, and. <laughs> In the time it took me to think, I wonder how hard you'd have to squeeze this before it <laughs> breaks, and then think, that's not a good idea. I'd already done it. <laughs> Turns out you didn't need to squeeze it hard at all. Like, a very, very slight squeeze, and it shattered. But because I was looking at it and holding it like up in front of my face, some of the shatter travelled and went into my eyeball. Uh, which was unpleasant. It didn't hurt that much, but it was unpleasant. And then I was obviously immediately worried that I was about to go blind. <laughs> <laughs> that visit to the garden centre got put short because we had to go to the to the walking centre. <laughs> the staff at that garden centre were not helpful at all. Do they, they not have an emergency they, eye wash or anything? No, so they want they didn't make us pay for the bauble, which was great, but the the guy that we found just panicked and clearly didn't want to take any responsibility for the well being of my eye. D- just told us to go to A and E. So we did and they put I don't know the only time I've ever seen it is on like a veterinary program where they use they I've seen them use it on rabbits. <laughs> where they put they put this orange like dye into yeah. your eye because it then it clings onto no, like they, foreign bodies in your in your eye or they, whatever. When I when I got the arrow in my eye, they did that too. Okay. Let's talk about that in a minute because I don't know about that. So, yeah, so they put the orange stuff in your eye and then it, it clings on to any little bits of stuff that are in there. So they were just like a few tiny bits of bauble and they, they rinsed out my eye. But, yeah, I still feel pretty stupid about that. Okay, yeah, you're definitely an idiot. But <laughs> Thanks. At the same time, it's such a classic 15-year-old thing to do <laughs> is to wonder about something while, you, <laughs> while you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, that's... I th- I'm hoping that I'm at a stage now where I wouldn't do something like that. And it's not, it's not a fatal flaw in my character. It's more just a symptom of being a teenager. <laughs> So I was looking, I was looking up online, like trying to find other people's stupid injuries to, I guess, to make me feel a bit better <laughs> that I'm not the only one. Um, I couldn't find any garden centre related ones, so maybe I'm cornering a niche market there. 
a garden a garden centers feel like super british i don't know if that's true or not but i can't I imagine yeah. america having garden not in the way that we have where it's like as you were saying decorations and then like a cafe and then plants and stuff yeah no that it does seem quite british we, we should look into that i've never seen them go to a garden center or malcolm in the middle or friends <laughs> Which surely they would have done. Because there's so many seasons of both of those things. Yeah. And I don't know, uh, maybe gar- maybe it's our generation, but garden centres seem like a, a thing to do when you're in your like late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Like friends. I still like going to the garden centre now. You keep, you I've guys just keep... learned to try not touching things. You guys keep saying we should go to the garden centre together. Because you've got a favourite one, and then we never do. Well, let's do that one day. And maybe you can witness the next accident. Yeah, we can add another one to the... Yeah. Make it four. Oh, good round four. Four is my favourite number as well, so... You have a favourite... Oh, no, I have a favourite number too. It's 18. Any reason? No, I think I just like it. Same. Just like four. Good. And that's why we're friends. <laughs> a lot of people seem to have that. It's like, oh, it's my birthday, which seems really unimaginative. Yeah, see, and also Less like so really than not... just picking <laughs> picking one because you like it. It just, uh, yeah, I couldn't, and I couldn't tell you why I like the number eighteen. I couldn't put my finger on why the number eighteen is nicer than <laughs> all the know, other numbers, like five or whatever. But oh no, not five. Yeah, five. I don't like any odd numbers really. I'm okay with five because it's so easy to do five times table. I do like a high five. And a fi- high five is a classic. Yeah. But a, fi- a pack of five is always unwelcome because you're guaranteed to always not have enough. <laughs> we learned a lot. We laughed a lot. We loved a lot. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>